Hello and welcome to The Post Show. I'm John the Video Guy. In today's episode, I am joined with Alex Nixon, a filmmaker in Northeast Ohio. Alex has backgrounds in animation, video editing, audio editing, camera, and lots of different parts of filmmaking. So I guess you could say he's kind of like a jack of all trades when it comes to filmmaking. In our conversation, we talk a lot about the 48-hour film project here in Cleveland, what it is and how you can become involved in it. We also talk about his post-production experiences, his journey so far on his dreams about working on a Super Bowl commercial and how he plans to get there. So you'll want to stick around to the end to hear what he has to say. So without further ado, please help me welcome Alex Nixon to the show. Alex, welcome to the show. Hi, John. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm excited for our talk today because you have an extensive background in like film production. You've been editing, uh, doing audio, directing, and you're really inf- uh, involved in a lot of films. So I'm excited to kind of get your input. And for those that don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about your backstory, kind of introduce yourself and how you got into film? Uh, sure. So I got I majored in film at Baldwin Wallace University, and that's I, I majored in that because I just had positive experiences with video editing in high school. So I figured it was the path for me. I really enjoyed my time in college making films, and afterwards I got into wedding videography as well as participating in Cleveland's Forty Eight Hour Film Project several times. Won some awards there, and um, I'm also branching out into the Fun Mill Film Festival. As um as doing my own thing instead of joining a existing team, so I'm I have a little bit of experience in a few different places. Awesome. So early on, when you're going through the college searching process, how did you uh, finalize and choose Baldwin Wallace? So that that's a bit of an interesting story. Um, when I first started looking at colleges, initially I actually wanted to go into animation, but animation school is very expensive and very difficult to get into. So I, I switched tracks a few times during the college search process. I wanted to be in Ohio because I wanted to be closer to where family was, so I would have that support network. And then eventually, at the very end, I discovered Baldwin Wallace uh, because I'd done an internship there for a high school project at their radio station. I really liked the campus, and that pretty much sealed the deal. Awesome. And you've had editing, audio, and experience before you went into college, correct? You kind of did some stuff before you went to college? Yes. I There was, at my high school, a video editing class that I took where I was very good at it, and my my projects were ended up um, the class examples from years on afterward. So I was very proud of that. Um, and so... I figured if I wasn't going to be able to do drawing moving pictures, I might as well do filming moving pictures. Very cool. And transitioning into college, now that you got your degree, what can you say you learned the most going to college to study that? So I think the biggest takeaway from going to a degree in any art field is just the collaboration aspect. By going to that major, you are getting experience with people who are getting the same experience as you. And you were able to sort of get a feel of how projects going forward work because there's there's really no no way to do a film on your own unless you are really creative. 
So having that experience with working with other people in my field was really helpful for going forward. Were you able to develop like a network and like meet people, you know, they're kind of in the same position you are and kind of, you know, I guess recruit and build connections in college? Yes, I feel that's a really important thing that you have to do when you're in college to make that network. I ended up doing my first Cleveland 48 hour film project with people from BW because they had known me from my audio editing class. And so that got me the jump start to get into other other uh, teams going projects forward. Just that initial foot in the door. Cool. Very cool. You know, for those that don't know about the 48-hour film project, can you kind of elaborate on what that project is? Oh, absolutely. Uh, so it's, an, it's, a, it's a national thing. Cleveland has their own division where usually in the summer and there's also an October horror-themed one where everyone gets together in their own teams and they have to make a film in 48 hours. And what that involves is that you're given a specific character, a specific prop, and a specific line, and each team gets their own genre that's randomly generated, and but they share their, the character, prop, and line. And so that prevents everyone from writing in advance. So in that 48 hours, you have to write a script, you have to film the whole thing, edit the whole thing, and get the USB drive to the people running the show uh, by a specific time or you don't get in. So it's all very high pressure. Yeah, it's very intense. And I think I was a part of a few of them just as crew members. And like, it's really intense. What do you think is the biggest takeaway in that experience? You know, after the fact, what you learned from a 48 hour film project? So Again, it was a good experience working with other people, but specifically for the 48, definitely by the nature of it, it's working under a very tight deadline. And so I wouldn't say that learning how to work under very little sleep conditions was a good skill to have, but just working under very very tight time constraints is a very is a good skill to have in general, even if you're not losing sleep over it. Because yeah, it's um, it you have to get it done within a certain time, even if you're not doing it within 48 hours. And sometimes crunch time is a thing, and it's important to know how to deal with that. Yeah, yeah, very good. Um, did I'm just curious? Did you actually spend all night, like the full 48 hours, like stretch? Did you were you able to sleep at all? So thankfully, whenever I was just the audio editor. I only had to spend the last night overnight because all the writing happens Friday night. The filming happens Saturday during the day. Saturday night is when the rough cut is made, and then I have to wait for that. So that could be at any time during the night that they need me. And then I finish the audio once I have the rough cut, and then they do the final cut Sunday during the day. Very cool. And how many have you been a part of? Oh, um, well, I started in May, the in the May 2018 one. I participated in pretty much every single one except for last year's. That was an interesting um, thing because our team that was going to have me, the genre we got was silent film, meaning there was no audio editing to be done. So I, I sat out for that one, but that's why they're letting me uh, use their resources for the Fun Mill Film Festival, which is coming up and why I get to sort of run that show this time. Was it completely silent or was it like set to background music? 
Oh, it's set to background music, but the there's no sound effects or voices to, to be done. Gotcha. The reason they like that genre is because the person running it, my friend Eli, he is a film composer, so he was very excited to do something very music-centric. So I don't, I don't blame him for that. I just... I, the other genre that they got was romance, and that's, uh, eh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, if people are interested in getting uh, into the 48-hour film festival, how can they do that in the Cleveland area? So all you really have to do is go look up the Cleveland 40-hour film project on the other Facebook page or on their website. Generally, they do have some mixers where you can get involved and find a team or you can just make a team out of the people you know. There is an entry fee, and that gets you in to get your randomly selected genre. I don't know when it's happening this year because of the situation. It was really delayed last year. They didn't have the horror one. They just delayed the regular one to October. So I don't know what the situation is this year. Hopefully it's going to get a bit more back to normal, but I haven't really checked in to see what the situation was yet. Very cool. Hopefully it gets uh, started up this year or later this year. Um, do you have any success stories from that project? Any one film in particular that stood out? I would say the best film that I've been a part of was, I believe it was the horror one in 2019. We were the best film, best sound design, best a bunch of other stuff. Um, it was My Skin is Gray, and it was... Um, Viewer discretion is advised if you go looking for it. It is on YouTube. But basically, um, we got to do some fun stuff with the with the colors of the lighting and the audio design and the story. I won't get too into the plot if if you do want to go into it spoiler free, but basically it is it is a it's a spooky one. It is a spooky one. Very cool. Um, and I'm just curious, I can't remember, do you get IMDB credit for these projects if they get published somewhere? I'm not sure. The only one that's really gone forward to a bigger thing has been um, the last Fun Mill one I did. Fun Mill is just a regular film festival thing. A very small one just started up. Um, that one, we are waiting to see if our film for that got into the Cleveland International Film Festival. And I think if it does that, then it would be IMBD worthy. I just don't know what the situation is there or if they have even got in yet because we've been waiting a whole year to see if we got in. Yeah. And so after the fact, after the 48 hour project, you have the person that produced it is able to submit it still to other film festivals, correct? Yes. Just sometimes the prize for winning is you get the entry fee waived. So that's a cool thing. Cool. So it sounds like a lot of opportunity there. That's pretty cool. So transitioning, this is the post show after all. So I kind of want to get your experience in post-production. What's your favorite aspect about video editing and post-production? My favorite aspect of video editing specifically just has to be the storytelling aspect of it. You are in control of how the story is told because I do I do mostly short films and, and story-related things, not so much um, more abstract things. So I like to be able to you know control the pacing, how things look, I, I like enhancing the story to make it told as efficiently and as appealingly as possible. Very cool. Yeah. Storytelling is definitely the up there with some of the top things to cut on and definitely in a film story is probably key. 
Um, I'm curious, do you believe in like higher quality footage makes a film or like the quality of film making the film? Or do you think story is really the key to that? So my take on it is that high, high quality video, while it is good to have, it is not as important as a high quality story and b high quality sound. You can have bad video. You can't have bad sound. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's you. You can watch a somewhat of a grainy, lower res video, but yeah, if it's bad sound, it's really tough to listen to. So it is unbearable in some cases. Absolutely. So, what's your favorite part about audio mixing then in post production? So that because the the story is already told in the audio, you don't really have much take on the story. But in terms of audio editing, my favorite part is it's like a puzzle. Because there's a lot of different, there's more effects I feel that you ha- you can put on audio to make it sound better, sound crisper, um, and plus there's the aspect of sound design in terms of sound effects. I really like making sound effects and foley effects, just because when you make a sound effect in a film, like for example, when you draw a sword from a sheath, you expect to do the sword sound, but swords don't make that sound, not normally. And so it's a puzzle to create that sound in a way that makes the viewer... Everything that moves should have a sound generally, and not everything that moves actually makes a sound, so you have to make up sounds. So like I said, it's a puzzle. It's a challenge in terms of how you make it happen. Yeah, especially in Foley, because I feel like that's so tricky, trying to make something look the way it looks makes it sound correct. Do you have any advice on people trying to make Foley sounds in post-production like that? So... The first thing I would recommend is if you don't know how to make a specific sound, Google it. People have made that sound before generally. You don't have to use their sound, of course. You shouldn't. You should make it yourself. But they will have guides on, if I need to make a gunshot, here are the four sounds you need, like a car door slam, and then a, something to go for the blood splatter. And So there are there are outlines on how to do it as long as you're doing it yourself. But in, in other terms, if you don't know, if you can't find an example of it, just be creative, experiment, do whatever you can, whatever's lying around that you think might make a similar sound, play with it in post, and see what you can do to make it into the sound you need. Very cool. I'm just curious too, what is the most elaborate sound effect you've worked on, whether it being Foley or just mixing it together? Well, that's a good question. I would say the most elaborate would probably be making a gunshot without a gun. That is very difficult to make it sound right, and even I haven't quite gotten the sounds I need to make a really good gunshot, but it is definitely up there in terms of if you can make a good gunshot, you can make a good anything. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's such a cool th- thing to experiment with, and I can imagine gun gunshots are probably very difficult because of how loud they are, but like the intricacy of the sound. Right. All right, so what other types, I know we talked about film, but what other types of video editing projects do you enjoy most? So I mostly am drawn to film, specifically story-based films, but I also kind of want to branch out into stuff like commercials. Like one one of the scripts I'm thinking of submitting for the next Fun Mill Film Fest is I want to do something that looks like a commercial, but is actually a film. So I, I like experimenting with other genres of what video editing can be, but make it into something original. 
So commercials, I like I said, I do wedding videography, and that's fun to edit the videos for that. But I'm I'm I love storytelling more than anything. So that's what I really focus on, even if I have to branch out into other mediums to bring it back to the story. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned wedding wedding videography. I'm just curious, what do you think is the biggest difference in telling a story through live events and like doing uh, something that's live and something that's scripted? When you're doing something that's live and you're videoing it down into something that people can watch, I think the biggest challenge is that no one controlled what actually happened. They only controlled what they saw. And so you have to make that into something that is going to be appealing. And in wedding videography specifically, it's very formulaic. People know what they want and they generally want the same thing. But it's always different. You never know what you're going to get when you sit down with whatever the videographer took because you don't know what happened the day of. You have to sort of piece together what happened based on the clips and make it tell that story. So it's a bit more puzzle-ish than story-ish. You're you're making a yeah you're making a puzzle. You know, you have the pieces and you have to pair it put together than something that looks good. Very cool. So you know, film production can be very difficult to make it into a sustainable career. You know, making a full time job where you don't have to have like a part time job and work in film. How do you see yourself growing in the future to make it as a sustainable uh, career? So what I have been doing is that I have actually gone back to Tri-C, a school in the area, for a second degree in visual, what was it called? Visual, visual communication and design. It's partially web design, partially other things. And what I'm doing there is I'm trying to build my skill set so it's not just I, I, I shoot the camera and I make it into a film. I want to have a very broad skill set so that I can go into different directions as I advance in my career. So I th that's just how I'm doing it. I know people can very have, have, have a lot of success with just going into I make movies. But I want to be a bit more on the corporate side, I guess. I want to, like commercials are something that I've always wanted to do. One of my big dreams that I say when asked, people ask me, what is my end goal? I want to make a Super Bowl commercial because they're funny, they're story driven, and a lot of people see them. So that's really what I want to do. As for how I'm going to do it, I'm hoping to get more experience with these film projects in the area, uh, get more experience with actual job jobs in video editing and post-production, and see what I can make happen. Cool. And are you going to start like your own business or market yourself as like a subcontractor? How does that work? I would prefer to work for a company. Uh, whether that's uh, making like I know Geico makes a lot of commercials, but if the, uh, I'm sure that they outsource it to like other companies. So whatever companies make the Geico commercials, those are the companies that I would look to work for. I wouldn't necessarily make my own company just because I'm not that kind of business person. But I definitely want to work in some in a sustainable bubble rather than go out on my own swimming through the ocean. The reason I want to work in commercials and not in film is because I want to work on many different things rather than work for one thing for like three years. I want to have that variety in my, uh, in my creative life. And so working for a video production company would probably accomplish that better. Gotcha. 
What do you think is the biggest difference between filmmaking and commercials? You might have just touched on it with, you know, being that it's more, you have a, the ability to do more. But if there's another part, I'm open to hear that too. So a commercial is very limited in scope. You have usually less than a minute to tell, to A, give the message of the product and B, tell a story that makes people want to get the product. Whether that's like how Geico or um, think Old Spice, how they tell very unique stories. There are also more grounded stories like car commercials, like saying this car is safe for your family and stuff like that. So I would say that you have a very, it's sort of like the 48-hour film festival. You have a very tight time frame to tell a very low in scope story, but you still have to make that small package into a you have to really wrap it nice i suppose you have to make it as good as you can be within very strict limitations whereas a film while you have the limitation of around two hours you can really go in a lot of different ways assuming you know you're not being the producers aren't breathing down your back um but i say commercials you are working within a lot less to do a lot more i feel cool and you know if you're looking for jobs as being part of a video production company, which title or role are you looking at? Because I know you have a strong background in a lot of different things, but if you had to choose one craft to focus on, uh, would that be audio? I would say probably audio. Uh, just because that's what I have the most experience and the most success in. I like to dabble in the other parts, but audio production and audio sound design, that seems to be where I'm going to end up, and I'm okay with that. Very cool. Awesome. Well, we're coming up on our time here, and I just only have one more question for you. Uh, can you tell us your most favorite project? I'm not sure if it might have been one of the 48 hours, but maybe even outside of the 48 hours, what's the coolest project you've been able to work on? So my the coolest project I've been able to work on, I've been talking about the Fun Mill Film Fest a few times during this. And what we did last year, it was a film called Dearly Departed, where two deer get hit by a truck and they argue with each other as they try to escape from the back of the truck. And I, while I was only sound design on it, that was really fun to work on just because it was, it, was, it was just super fun. And that's why I'm so excited to work on the film, Fun Mill Films Fest again this year as the director position to hopefully meet that bar that my friend Eli made by, by, by writing and uh, directing that. Very cool. Awesome. That sounds like a very fun project to be a part of. Well, Alex, if people want to reach out or like hire you for film or for a video production role, how can they reach out to you? So my current email address is alex.nixon at asperta.com. It is A-S-P-E-R-T-A.com. It's my dad's company, so I get the email address there. Um, but yeah, that's the best way to reach me if you're looking to do work. I'm always willing to do work. I love what I do, and I'd love to do it for you. Awesome. And I'll add that link to the post show notes as well below so people can reach out if they are interested. Well, Alex, thank you for joining me here today on the post show. Thank you for having me, John. Awesome. I want to thank Alex again. You never know. One day we may very well see his work in the Super Bowl. Best of luck to Alex on his journey. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. 
If you like the podcast so far, please follow us and share it with people you believe can benefit from our conversations. You can also go to my website, johnthevideoguy.com forward slash post show to see all of our episodes. We look forward to talking to you soon.